0: A little black magic. Every sector of our lives is pretty much pretty much under construction. Family under construction. Career under construction. Relationships under construction. Emotions. I know mine live under construction. Finances under construction. We might as well be under construction together. Welcome to Under Construction with your girl Tamar Braxton. So look y'all the other day I was doing the interview and they asked me all about my favorite episode of Under Construction and I really had to think about that thing because I love each and every episode for different reasons right? But mainly because each interviewee like brings something different out of me while like pouring some of that magical magicness back into me. But After thinking about it and scrolling through my mental database, I came to the conclusion that my favorite episode would be a love worth fighting for. And that is with my auntie Monique. Yes, y'all. She gathered me for filth. I enjoyed it. All right. She read me down and she loved on me all at the same damn time. Okay. (laughs) Now, if you haven't checked out that episode, it is definitely worth every second of your listening ear, okay? That's just my opinion, y'all. That's just my favorite one. I wanna hear about your favorite episode and why it is your favorite episode. So hit your girl up at ucwithtamar at gmail.com and let me know your favorite person, your favorite episode, and why. All right, everybody, it's time for our affirmation of the week. And this time, we're pulling an affirmation straight from the word. Yes, the good book. That we call the Bible. Amen and amen. I also love me a good scripture read in the middle of the week. Okay, y'all ready? Here we go. Who almost fell off my chair. I'm going to tell you something. The Holy Ghost almost knocked me down because I'm going to tell y'all something. This is the word of the Lord. No weapon formed against me ha, shall prosper. So listen, I love this one because my mother used to tell us this all the time. That's in Corinthians, right? Isaiah, I'm wrong. That's okay. I'm not a pastor. I'm just saved. All right. (laughs) So look, y'all, when things start like piling up against you, I want you to remember that no weapon formed against you shall prosper. Weapons, i.e. Instagram, Twitter, Bego, your boyfriend, your girlfriend, your mama, your cousin. Your baby daddy, your baby mama, your lawsuit you just got, okay? You losing your job, your car breaking down, you don't know how you're going to pay your rent. They are all weapons. And I'm telling you what the word of the Lord said. It said no weapon, not some weapons, zip, zilch, no weapon formed against you shall prosper. Well, I hope y'all stand in agreement with me and say it together, y'all, because I'm telling you, it's it's a real true word. Say it again with me. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. And that's on Mary and her little lamb. Okay. Now, today on Tamar Takes, I want to share my greatest lessons learned over the past 365 days of living through a global pandemic. But before I do, I want us all to take a moment and reflect on what we've overcome, while also pausing to remember those we've lost due to COVID-19. All right, now, one of the greatest lessons that I've learned is the importance of surrounding yourself with those who love you. Whew, that's another word. Oh, Lord God. Whether they're friends or they're family, you have to surround yourself with people who has the same purpose as you. Now, is your if your purpose is talking about people being rude and being mean and hateful and talking about people behind their back, then you hang out with those like you. But if your purpose is being around people who is loving on you, giving you good advice, always uplifting you, talking positivity over you and your situations, then that's what you need to be hanging out with, okay? Surround yourself with like minded people. Period, okay? (laughs) I'm telling you, it doesn't matter if they're your friends or your family or your friends who you choose to make family. Okay, so also, my appreciation of time has Definitely been elevated. Put your hands in the air if you like me, okay? Because like prior to COVID, I remember hearing all of those cliches like live every day as if it's your last, okay? And then COVID happened and shit got real, real, real fast. <laughs> right? I have no time to waste. I have zero time on drama. I have zero time on shenanigans. I have zero time to catch up with you and your baby daddy and what everybody talking about and who said this at the church and uh-uh, 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 Becky. Time is of the essence. We got things to do, Linda. Okay? No, we ain't finna do that. Okay? Seize every moment to elevate. All right? Live every day, every moment as if it's your last. Because listen, after COVID, y'all. But look, last but not least, I've been even more vocal about how I feel and expressing it to the ones that I love. Because I realize now more than ever that tomorrow is not promise now is it oh shout! there's a whole bunch of words going on in this segment here huh, okay now I know this is kind of like a somber tamar takes today but the reality is like guys I'm just speaking facts now right like we are really all truly blessed to still be here and, and the question becomes like how are you making the most of every day Like, by now, y'all should have heard all about my upcoming retreat, Lucky 21, and I'm so excited about it, and it's being hosted in collaboration with The Woman Behind the Business, a nonprofit for women driven to reach their greatest potential, and listen, y'all, if you feel stuck and unsure of how to access your winning season, I'm inviting you personally to join me and some of my amazing friends like... John Hope Bryant, who's been here on the show, Cora Jakes Coleman. Y'all know I love her to pieces. And so, so, so many others for this two days of learning, networking, jam sessions, and so much more. This is not something y'all want to skip out on. Now, if this past year hasn't taught y'all anything else, I hope that we have all learned to seize the day. All right. Now, that is just Tamar takes on the whole entire year of COVID. And <laughs> right, I'm gonna keep it a thousand. Thou. Hey Bay, it is all me. All right, y'all. It's time to tap into that keep it a thousand thou inbox and pull out a few questions for your girl Tay Tay. Let's see what we have today. My husband and I were recently told that it will be challenging for us to conceive a child. This information has really really hurt my spirit, as being a mom is something I've always wanted. Do you have any advice on how to stay positive and move forward, knowing that being a mother may not happen for me? Listen, Linda, Tay-Tay have been there, okay? So I know what it's like, you know, when you have your hopes and dreams on having a family, especially with somebody you truly love and adore, And you get that news of, oh my God, this might not happen for us. Let me tell you what I had to do. First of all, I had to come to terms with, you know, the medical advice of the doctors, right? And, you know, that's great because I believe in doctors and I believe in following, you know, the advice of your doctors, but I also believe in faith. And when I found out that, I probably would never have kids. It, it was, okay, the realization of that may happen, but I know the power of my God. And it's just like, uh-uh, I ain't accepting that, Linda. No, we're not. We ain't finna do that, okay? I'm gonna try everything I can try, but first I'm gonna get my knees ashy, okay? And I'm gonna talk to, the, I know, the one who has my future and my hand. And we're gonna have us a real conversation. And if this is what you have for me, God, okay, I will accept it because I know you got something better and it's for a purpose and it's for a reason. But if this is not, I am going to need you to make a fool out of whoever said it. And that's why I have little old Logan today driving me crazy. Be careful what you pray for. Amen. Amen. (laughs) No, I love my baby. And I'm just really happy that, you know, I was able to conceive him. But it was really, really challenging and it really did test my faith. So, you know, listen, sign yourself up for the journey and collect your blessing. All right. Question number two. Hey, Tamar. I keep seeing all these posts about your virtual retreat. Lucky 21. Is it
1: just for women in business? Because I don't have a business, but I really want to support. However, I don't want to show up and feel like I don't belong. What should I do? What was it for? Thanks, girl.
0: Oh, Linda, this is what I've been meaning to talk to y'all about. Like this retreat is not for people who have it together. That kind of works on my nerves because none of us has it together. Hence why you're listening to under construction, because we are all currently under construction and staying under construction. This retreat is really just about if this is something that you want to do, if something that you are already doing that you don't feel like you're at your highest potential. You're not really quite sure who you are or what your purpose is. This is the retreat for you. That's why it is, you know, at the, um, Honorable price of $99 because I'm gonna need all of you to come. I don't want I don't want anyone to feel isolated or they can't afford it or it's not for them or they're too shy because everybody there is entrepreneurs, millionaires, billionaires. Eh. No. This is for people who are just like me, just like you, under construction. And I just felt like this was an event that was necessary to, you know, listen to people's stories. Uh, meet new people, elevate my mind, and get myself ready for my winning season. I deserve my winning season. That's why we decided to have this retreat. And I'm telling you something, if you miss it, you're going to be upset because you will be blessed. All right. Well, I hope you guys were able to benefit from my answers because y'all know I love to share my thoughts and opinions. And if you'd like to have your questions answered during the upcoming episode of Under Construction, just shoot your girl an email, y'all. At UC with Tamar at gmail.com. That's the letters see with Tamar at gmail.com. Look, I ain't got all the answers, but you can always count on me to keep it a thou thou. Now, up next, we're going into the blueprint. This this is the blueprint. Come on, y'all. Let's go. Okay, now through the pandemic, we've all heard people say, you'll be able to tell the people who were in grind mode while in hibernation versus those who was just in the house hibernating. (laughs) Right? Well, I think it's safe to say that Kelly Rowland was hard at work. Now, just last month, my girl just released her EP that's entitled K, and she recently welcomed baby boy Noah into the world. And I am so excited to catch up with Kelly about her new role. As a new mom of two and her amazing album, K. Okay. Now, welcome to Under Construction, my girlfriend Kelly. Hi. Hi. Hey. Hi. <laughs> oh my God, I'm so excited. I've been wanting to talk to you forever.
1: Well, I'm just happy that we finally get a chance to talk, honey.
0: I know, I know. <laughs> First of all, congratulations. I'm so happy for you on baby Noah.
1: Thank you. Do
0: you know how much I want to have a
1: second child so bad? Girl, okay, when I tell you, though, this whole dynamic of... uh. The six-year-old to the brand-new person is really insane. Like, Really? Kinda, oh, my God. Titan is uh, on another level right now. And trying to, like, balance the uh, the attention of what he's so much to getting used to and, you know, being a, a, basically a, a cow for this other child because I'm, you know, I'm a mama. I'm a yeah. mama. Yeah. So it's, it's a lot of work. But I will say I love it. I love it. I didn't know right. that I was going to be able to handle two. I was nervous, and Tim was like, "Let's just give it a go. Let's see how I, let's see how it works out."
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was I thought that it was interesting because you know, Titan is six and Logan is seven, and mm-hmm. if I had first of all, I have to find <clears throat> a husband because you yes. know, the last situation didn't work out too good for me, but okay, <laughs> okay. <laughs> but <laughs> um. <laughs> So I'm I'm anticipating that Logan will be eight. That age different, like is Titan like um, protective? Is he jealous? Like yes. what, is he?
1: He's protective. He's okay. really protective. Okay, okay, okay. To the point to where um, even for me, if I don't come to him in time. And he knows that he's hungry. Like, you know, they do the whole like gnawing on their hands thing. Yeah, yeah. Titan goes, Mommy, get up here now. Noah's <laughs> hungry. So it's he's very bossy about his his baby brother, which is really sweet. Yeah, that's sweet. Now are we done? I don't know. I don't know. What? I know. Okay, how about this? So in between a contraction in my labor, mm-hmm. I literally go, "Oh, I think I could do this again." <laughs> the like blood I, of ge- Jesus. I genuinely <laughs> I know. I don't know what I was thinking, but I was like, "Tim, I, we should do it again." And he's looking at me like, "Yo, these little folks are expensive, <laughs> but he's like, I can't even front. He would want another one. And I'm just like, well, let's just see how this one goes so far. Right, right. <laughs> Three kids would be great.
0: I always wanted a big family. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, I only got one. Did you make a real, like, a conscious decision to just have one
1: you at know first? You know what? No. I, I remember watching the Cosby show and I remember thinking, oh my God, I want five kids. And right. I got, I was like, mm, I Psych. want two kids. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, I want just one kid. And right. so yeah, and my number kept dwindling from five and I'm just grateful it didn't go to zero for me. Right. I, I know I do love being a mother.
0: I do too. Yeah. It's a lot, but I enjoy it because at first- I was saying that I don't want no kids. I'm still a kid. I wasn't a kid, I was grown as hell. I just didn't want to grow up. you know, you. know, <laughs> you know, then I thought the kid would get in the way of my life or what mm-hmm. I thought my life, you know, was going to be or wanted it to be, because you don't know until you know, until you in the mommy club yes. about what you're missing. You know what I'm yes. saying? Yeah. So I think it's a, such a blessing that you have to, I praise God for that. Give me some of that, um, baby, uh, juice that you have over there.
1: Girl, I'm, I'm sending you
0: baby juice
1: vibes. Baby Go juice vibes <laughs> all
0: over the place. Now, you know, I got to talk about this EP that came out because it, has touched my soul and made me whole.
1: Hey, okay. That means yes. a lot to me coming yes. from you. you know, I what do you mean your... coming from me? <laughs> no, because I respect your musical taste. I do. Oh,
0: thank you, Pumpkin. I of appreciate course. that. But I, re- I respect who you are and everything that you've done in this industry. And I just feel like you just keep coming like with fire and like with like a different side. Every, every project, I feel like it's a different side of you.
1: Yeah. Is yeah. that intentional? You know what? I just try to execute what's going on in my brain. And yeah. Just inside, period. And for me, like it everybody's like, Well, why did it take so long? Tamar, I just couldn't have this moment where I was just putting out something that was like trendy. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mm-hmm. didn't I didn't want to do what everybody else was, was doing. I wanted to try something different that felt like it fit me. I didn't want to be Uh, one of Cinderella's stepsisters trying to fit a a big foot into a small shoe. You know what I mean? It just wouldn't, it wouldn't work for me. And I kept searching for tempo. And when I finally found it, I was like, this is it. And I'm going to keep going with this and going to try this. If this works great, if it doesn't great. But I at least wanted to make sure that I got my tempo. That really meant a lot to me, this project. Yeah.
0: Well, how long did that take, though? Uh, six years. <laughs> Girl, shut
1: up. <laughs> I'm serious. Six years. I'm not even joking. You know of uh, uh, you know how hard it is to find an up tempo record. Yeah, it's hard to find tempo, and it's hard to find tempo now. That I feel like make sure it fits me and where I am in life. To you know what I mean? I do. I do. Yeah. Yeah. I, I
0: know what you mean because I don't have any up tempo records
1: <laughs> at all. And by the way, I love me a mid-tempo. I love me a ballad all day long. But usually, nine times out of ten, if my records did not have them, which a lot of them did not, I was pretty much upset. You know what I mean? Because I, I really wanted that element on the record. And I just feel like, you know, I have fun with those. I do.
0: Yeah. We're speaking with my girl Kelly Rowland about life as a mom and a boss. Stay with us. back into the blueprint to continue our conversation with my girl kelly Rowland. you know speaking of um slow songs the speed of love listen let's let's talk about that can we talk about that for a second yes let's talk about it okay okay now i mentioned in joking that you know my last situation didn't work out but like you know when you feel like you're getting ready to get married and Mm -hmm. that don't work you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It does something to you. Yeah. It really does. And then like when you start like dating again, it's almost like, I don't know, for me, it's mm-hmm. like I want to go so fast that I want to
1: take it slow. So, mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. What do you think? That, did you write that song, by the way? Um, my It was myself and Nazri and Jeff Giddy. Okay. So let's talk about yeah. that because you
0: done yeah. wrote this record that has touched me so
1: much. <laughs> <laughs> I love
0: it. Oh, oh my God. It. Okay, so what what do you think the importance of taking things slow is? Cause I'm a fast ass at everything.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Well, it's what, true. You know what? I I mean, speed of love is exactly what you and your partner want that tempo to be. Yeah, you know what I mean. And yeah. speed of love, to me, when I think of speed of love, I think of the biblical version um, of it, as far as like being patient. Uh, Doing it with kindness, not being self-seeking, like, you know, being honest with each other. Like, that's what the definition of speed of love is to me. You know what I mean? Because I remember when me and Tim first started dating, I was as excited as I was. I was nervous um, because if I'm being honest, like he was such a good guy I was like, oh, I'm going to mess this up. <laughs> oh, girl. I know. I know I sound crazy, but you I'm You don't so sound serious. crazy. It sounds so familiar. <laughs> I no, was like, I oh, hope I don't mess this up because, yeah. you know, I would always choose the guy who was just like, who didn't know himself and didn't understand his stuff and what he was bringing to the table. And, you know, then that would turn out a mess. And, yeah. Now I got this guy who I'm like, oh my gosh, I got this guy. And he's like telling me he wants me to be his wife and he sees us as a future and this and that. And I'm just like, oh God, Kelly, don't mess this up. I even had people in my life tell me, oh, Kelly, don't mess this up. Oh, wow. You know what I mean? Because they, they know how I, at that time, how I could be. So I just really feel like speed of love is whatever tempo you and your, significant other feel like y'all's tempo should be and you find it you find the rhythm and you know i'm by the way i'm still figuring this stuff out marriage is the hardest thing that i've ever done and it is also at the same time the most rewarding but like tim is a good he's a good dude and he's patient with me and i'm patient with him and we're patient with each other and we just try to figure it out you know
0: yeah i think the right one will go at your tempo
1: you yeah. don't have to figure
0: it out. It'll just happen. You know what I'm saying? The right one, I said, ladies. The right one. <laughs>
1: you got okay. the right one, bang, bang. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> Okay, but I mean, because you said he's such a great guy, and he is. I, I met him several times, and he's so sweet. And you're right, he's real patient. I could tell him, in his energy, in his spirit. Yes, he's Really, yes. Really humble and really amazing. Yeah. How long did it take you to figure that out, that he is,
1: this is it? I almost lost him. I almost lost him. Oh, tell um, me about that. i I, I almost lost him like you know just not understanding you know how how good the gift was from him and that is patience and that is you know he just wanted me to be happy and i was looking for all the drama i was genuinely looking for the drama and there was no drama and i remember this this one scene from sex in the city where carrie says um she kept waking up in the middle of the night and she was like, you know, it's it's making me nervous. It's smooth sailing, there's no problems. Right. And I'm so used to drama. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: Yeah, because we waiting for the shoe to drop. Like, this is too perfect. This is too amazing. And when we've been through so much trauma in relationships, it's like, okay, Mm -hmm. where's the traumatic part? Where's that part? Because that's the part that I'm used to. What's going on? And the truth
1: is, is we deserve the smooth sailing. Come on,
0: somebody. I'm about to throw my microphone because, like, you preaching this morning.
1: We deserve the smooth sailing. And we, we don't even give ourselves enough grace for smooth sailing. That's the real truth. Like, I, I didn't give myself grace for smooth sailing at all. And like I said, I almost lost him. And, you know, he is, yeah, that's, that's my nigga for life. <laughs> right,
0: right, period. But but, but yeah. when you almost lost him, what was that moment when you was like, okay, hold on, let me get my life together?
1: Cause, yeah, yeah, I literally talked to... My mama T about it. Yeah. You know, and she was just like, she said the same thing. She was like, baby, but you deserve a good guy. Like, why wouldn't you deserve a good guy? And so, you know, she just broke it down for me. And I've I've been good ever since. Yeah. (laughs) Come on, I've been good ever since. (laughs) I've been good ever since. I'm trying to get to the good
0: part. I feel like I know that I fucked up. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Because uh-huh. I was always looking for the drama. Because the shoe didn't drop, I dropped the shoe every time. Mm. Mm. Do you know what I'm saying? And yes. looking back on it, you you see, no, the person wasn't perfect, but it's like, you see the patience. You see the kindness. You see the understanding. You, you see everything that you wanted to see in 1 Corinthians. And that's why you say yes in the first place. But yeah. you know, if you're not in a place with anything to receive, you're not mm. going to.
1: Oh, well, come on. I feel like that deserves an actual offering bucket. (laughs) But it's just
0: the truth. It's It's so true. true. It's It's so true. true. Do you think that with Tim, that was the only thing that you felt like you didn't deserve?
1: I feel like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I I think that was it. And, I mean, you got to remember, like, I just met my dad, Tamar. You know what I mean? So that whole idea of like, you know whether it was being a daddy's girl or lack thereof. So yeah, for me, you know what I mean, and not having that idea of what what I what I look like or the yeah have, not having the idea of what I look like in the first man of my life's eyes. Yeah, I always missed out on that. Yeah, to to be honest, you know. So I remember meeting my like. Uh, of course, I posted it on my Instagram, and when I finally met my dad. He's the nicest guy. He's the sweetest, sweetest person. And I'm just really tripping because in so many ways where he's like, oh, well, baby, please be careful or call me when you get home or such oh. and such and such and such. Like, it's so sweet. And Tim is the same way. You know what I mean? So yeah. I'm like, oh, okay, I didn't, I almost messed up. I didn't mess up too bad. No, you didn't. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, I almost messed up. But like, I. how interesting that... I was about to to mess something so great up because I didn't have an idea of yeah. what that relationship is or was. Yeah. You know?
0: Yeah, I do. You know, when my parents got divorced, <clears throat> it was a lot that went on And my I didn't talk to my dad for like eight years. Oh, so wow. I yeah, so I always felt like I was the person that wasn't chosen. Does that oh, make sense? Yes. So I had was. a yes, yeah, so I had a heavy issue when I was chosen. From someone, does that make sense? I didn't know how to accept that. I didn't. I, I thought that okay, every time somebody chooses me, mm-hmm. I would mess it up to the point where they would leave. Ooh, on purpose. Oh. Ain't that deep? <laughs> it's true. And not until you know I started going to constant counseling and you know mm-hmm. really working on myself did yeah. I um, accept. That mm-hmm. I deserve it. Now, first, mm-hmm. you got to accept that you, you deserve happiness. Yeah. And you deserve for somebody to love you the way you are supposed to be loved. Even if yeah. you didn't have an example of it, you got to accept mm-hmm. the fact that you are worthy first. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yes. And I didn't, I didn't have that self-worth because I allowed somebody, someone else's actions to affect how I'm supposed to be treated when that was already mm. supposed to be inside of me.
1: Mm, mm, mm.
0: So that's why I asked you, has has that ever happened to you before? And that that's really interesting that yeah. your dad. You know, you you didn't know. Yeah. You didn't know how to, you know, receive that kind of
1: yeah, I don't, I didn't mean for this conversation to be like this today. No, I love it. No, I love it. By the way, I love when the conversations just take you where, where it's supposed to go. Supposed to go. You know what I mean? Because there's somebody who hopefully needs to hear this, or when they hear it, it just it doesn't fall on deaf ears at all. It yeah, doesn't. and
0: it's so crazy because this is what like this whole podcast under construction is about, mm-hmm. and and it's so funny that I I never pre planned what I want to discuss. I'm like, I'm a, I want to discuss the album because it's so, to me, it's maybe my top two from you. Hey. I'm just okay. going to Oh, no, okay. for real. It's, it's so deep Resulate to me. That. Like, hold your flowers to me it was a lot. Like, it's a lot because it's yes. in, I'm in my feelings. <laughs> yes.
1: Girl, I'm in my feelings. too. I think I stay in my feelings. I'm an Aquarian, so Got I stay it. there. Got it. And I'm a Pisces, so you
0: already know
1: I'm doomed. <laughs> no, <yes. laughs>
0: Absolutely. Doomed. Okay, so can we go back to this project real fast? Yes, yes, yes. Let's do it. Let's do it. Okay, let's do it. Okay, so how did it all come about? Let's start there. How did um, this start?
1: Okay, so if I'm being honest, it's mm-hmm. taken me, like I said, six years, Tamar, to get this record out. Yeah. And it took me that long to find the tempo. Once I got in the studio, what was that, last year with, uh, sorry, the year before last, um, with Nazri, Jeff Giddy, Sam Du, Oak. Uh, oh, Sak passé, who actually is like a, a friend of, of mine, and mm-hmm. um, his son and Titan uh, are best friends. Like they've Got known it. each other since birth. And this music just started to feel alive to me. You know yeah. what I mean? And I just wanted it to feel like it was real and it was authentic. So as I'm singing the songs, if I didn't feel it, I just didn't keep them. And that was just. You know, me and, yeah. and the place that I'm I'm in right now. And even when I sang Flowers, like it felt like there was, and I might sound a little extra for this, but it felt like in the room, there was more, it was more people in there than just myself and Period. my engineer. Yeah. I can
0: tell. It sounds very intentional, honey. Yeah. <laughs> you
1: know, I can tell. I can tell. So it's like, I I didn't want to... And I was really like, I was picking everything apart, you know, to the point to where I would I would almost like talk myself out of a song until I spoke to somebody on like a, I have like a team of people that I trust their ears. Yeah, yeah. So I'll take it to them and say, am I tripping, you know, and tell them exactly what I'm hearing. And they're they're just like, no, like exhaust every possibility that you can. And that's actually really great advice that I got from B and that I got from Bruno Mars. Um, I I just remember them saying, no, try everything that you can. Yep. Exhaust every possibility. And if you tried everything, then sometimes you got to let it go and sometimes you keep working on it. (laughs) Right, right. Sometimes you got to
0: come back to a record. You know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: So I'm I'm we're gonna we're gonna close out, but I just wanna ask you a quick question about the yeah. whole music industry and like putting out a project during the pandemic and can't go yeah. on the road and promote it. What is uh, that like? Cause I I can't do it. Cause a part yeah. of my artistry is like being in front Yeah, performing and being mm-hmm. in front of the fans. Like, what is mm-hmm. your expectation? You know what I mean? I don't yes. want to zoom no concert. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay. So i literally have a meeting about, um, actually when we get off of of this line, I actually Mm -hmm. have a meeting about ideas of like performances and how to execute them. And it is like via zoom, but the cool thing is that, you know, it's just still allowing ourselves to be creative. Cause I'm like, I don't just want to like be in front of a microphone. I want it to be art. Which is something that I, you know, really respect about so many artists. It's one of the things I respect and uh, love so much about Solange. So, something I, you know, respect and love about uh, B, something so much I respect and love about the last time I remember seeing Bruno perform, you know what I mean? To the weekend, you know what I mean? What the weekend just gave us with this amazing firework show, this one show I saw him do. So, it's just the intention that you put behind the performance, even though it's like Zoom, that to me is what matters as well, but don't get it twisted. Like I miss that exchange of energy. Yeah, I love that exchange of energy that happens when we get a chance to perform. It's nothing like it. And, you know, we just got to tell these folks to social distance and stay home. And you know what I mean? Like chill on these outings so we can get a chance to start to be able to experience something live again, because that's, that's important. And it feels amazing. I miss it. I feel you.
0: You know, and that's why I feel like your next project should be called KTR. You want to tell you why? Tell me why, Kelly. Kelly the fuck rolling.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You got that? (laughs) I love it. I love it, (laughs) Taylor.
0: And I love you. I love you so much. And, you know, thank you so much. And, And congratulations on this project. It's so good. It's in my story because it really did hit me in the forehead. But right before we close there's another segment called the takeaway and I just mm-hmm. like to get the perspective of what you got from our conversation
1: mm-hmm. today value yeah. i got uh I got coins and gems and and even more value <laughs> from our conversation and it feels really good to to talk to another uh, amazing woman, because I do think you are amazing and I admire you and I admire your strength and I admire the fact that you press on. It's really remarkable to watch. I watch you press on as a woman. I watch you press on as a mother. I watch you press on as an entertainer and find your space and create your own pockets and space and just make make room for yourself and your your son and your legacy, and I just respect you for it. I love you for it, and I wish you nothing but even more greatness because you are immensely talented and immensely full of life and just so grateful that you are here and still claiming your space. You know I'm a crybaby. <laughs> I'm sorry.
0: I'm sorry. <laughs> I ain't expect for you to say nothing about me. <laughs> Thank you Kelly And that you is know, why You know For me I respect you so much You know Because No matter what's going on Like you got two kids One in the background Probably riding the bike Inside of your house Tearing up your <laughs> house and I know that Cause mine do that Yes and you yes. got a teeny weensy little baby and probably one on the way. I'm giving that back to you, giving that baby <laughs> juice back to you. Oh, God. But you still, but you still like, I don't know. You're so resilient. You know what I mean? And it doesn't matter. Can't nobody stop you. Nothing can stop you. And that's why you are Kelly the fuck rolling, period. Thank,
1: thank you, boo. I'm going to claim love that. You. I'm going to give me a t-shirt that says Kelly the fuck rolling. That's what's <laughs> up. That's what's
0: up. <laughs> thank you for coming to Under Construction. I know you busy, but thank you for stopping by.
1: I really no, do I've enjoyed you. it. Thank you, Tamar, so much. I can't wait to come back. I love you back. Yes.
0: Well, ladies and gentlemen, that has been our show for the week. Oh, my God, that went by super fast. And I hope you enjoyed that down-home conversation between me and my girl, Kelly. And I know I always love a good homegirl check-in, everybody. And look, before I go, I want to share that I am so happy to have you here with me to get prepared to celebrate St. Tamar's Day. That's right, everybody, on March 17th, it is what, it is who, it is (laughs) St. Tamar's Day, which is my birthday. (laughs) Y'all know how I feel about my birthday. You know I love it so much, but I also love, love, love celebrating with you. And also, thank you for tuning in, for always sharing so much love with me. All right, everybody. If you would love to share your under construction journey with me, your girl Tay Tay, all you got to do is shoot me an email to ucwithtamar at gmail.com. That's the letters, ucwithtamar at gmail.com. And listen, if no one else have told you today, remember, you know your girl love you. I love you. And I mean it. Because we're all under construction together. Under construction, is a production of MoSauce, a stitcher brand. It's produced by Angel Lavis. Our recording engineer and sound designer is Rashad Smith. Our executive producer is T-Square. Music provided by Radio and Audio Everywhere Company.
1: More sauce.